0: and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Max Cribs. Today's episode is sponsored by... Oh, hang on. Yeah, wait a minute here. Yeah, my notes uh, actually say here that I'm not Max Cribs. I'm... Let's see, where is it? Phil Bechtel. Okay, yeah, that sounds better. Let me, let me try that again. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. My voice is a little scratchy right now, but I decided to record this episode anyway, and then I'll redo it once my voice is a little better. Today's episode is sponsored by Farts. Farts are hilarious. Now on to some shoutouts. Rivers from Nelson, New Zealand, just turned 7 years old. Rivers for your birthday, I hope you got an entire dojo for yourself and a magic sword that can cut through anything, and a pizza-making machine, and a teleporting ring, and a pet pocket dragon, and a big bucket of goofballs. Rivers, if you were a character in the stories, you would be Master Rivers of the Jungle Cat Dojo, and you would train a big group of cheetahs and leopards to fight alongside you and go on missions. Happy birthday, and thanks for listening, Rivers. Rylan and Eden Payne enjoy the podcast, and I think if they were characters, they would be the leaders of the underground resistance in a faraway island fighting for their freedom against a tyrannical dragon-beast ruler. And also they have a side gig where they make and sell delicious chocolate chip cookies. Thanks for listening, Rylan and Eden. Today's episode is titled The Anti-Pirates, Part 4. The leader of the 1000 Pirate Gang and some of his minions high-stepped along the coast, trying desperately to reach the docks at Brighton before the heroes could catch up to them. The ninjas and the anti-pirates, Evelyn, Bryant, and Landry, kept pace but were not able to catch up to the gold-toothed captain. They all ran around a bend in the island and saw all the pirate ships lined up along the coast, bobbing up and down in the water. Each one was completely empty, the pirates all having rushed into the island to get the heroes, Some Brighton residents still worked to empty the pirate ships of their stolen goods. The captain and his small group of pirate minions boarded the very first pirate ship they came to. It was one of the smaller ships, painted white with blue circles all over. In just a couple minutes, the ship pulled away from the island and before the heroes reached the docks, the captain was cackling as his ship caught wind in its sails and floated away. Okay, okay, board that first ship there, the closest one, shouted Tatiana, out of breath from the chase. That won't be fast enough, said Evelyn, as they neared the water. There was a small beach near this edge of the docks, and Evelyn, Bryant, and Landry went right to the water. Bryant lifted his head and hollered, Hershey! He ducked his head under the water and appeared to yell again, bubbles coming up to the surface from his mouth. For Pete's sake, what is going on? asked Ben-Ben. They're probably calling their animal friends, the ones from before, said Boulise. Well, their animal friends don't do us any good, said Ben-Ben. Come on, let's get to this boat and get out to sea quick. We're about to lose the captain. The boat won't be fast enough, repeated Evelyn. We've got something better. Near the kids, where the water from the beach got deep and turned into ocean, a number of different animals appeared. Bryant's hammerhead shark Hershey and Evelyn's manatee Sweetie had arrived. Baby Landry clumsily climbed on top of a huge lionfish and gave it a hug. And just a bit further out were dolphins swimming up at the surface of the water, their fins and shiny bodies glistening in the sun as they swam in a holding pattern. Those are for you, said Evelyn. Hurry up and get on. They're faster than the boat and Captain is getting away. The ninjas then remembered being saved by the sea creatures, how they cut through the water at high speeds and took direction from Evelyn, who had some strange animal-talking ability. "'I swear, after this mission is over, I am staying in the valley,' declared Tatiana, as she stomped into the water toward the dolphins. "'No more journeys out over the ocean, no more pirate stuff, just punching out trolls in a cave. Nice and easy.'" The ninjas were not completely unfamiliar with missions in the ocean, it wasn't but a year or so ago they took to the deep sea and fought alongside some mermaids. But they certainly preferred land. The ninjas trudged through the water and climbed aboard their dolphins. In spite of how slick the creatures were, the ninjas easily held on tight and in a matter of seconds they were ready to go. Bryant and Evelyn burst forth on their sidekicks, jetting out in pursuit of the last remaining pirates. Landry hung back and rode next to bulis his new best friend. The ninjas didn't need to steer or balance that much. The dolphins seemed to do all the work. And they were shooting through the water at top speed, going way faster than they thought dolphins could swim. The pirate ship ahead of them got closer and closer, bigger and bigger until it was right in front of them. One of the pirates on board swiveled a cannon and pointed it at the approaching heroes. The ninjas leaned on their dolphins to turn out of the way. Up ahead of them, Bryant blasted ice from his hand, and the entire opening of the cannon clogged up with a big ball of ice. A second later, the entire cannon exploded, leaving a smoking, charred hole near the top of the ship. The hero's animals all swam them right up near the boat on either side. All at once, the sea creatures shot up out of the water, up, up, and over the pirate ship, As each hero flew over the deck of the ship, they jumped off the animals carrying them and landed on the deck. A clash of swords rang out as the captain and his men descended upon the heroes in a flurry. You think you're the only one with ocean friends? yelled the captain as he hacked and slashed with his golden sword. Say hello to my little friends! The captain laughed maniacally as tentacles slapped up on the deck from all sides of the boat. Popping sounds filled the air as the suckers on the tentacles lifted up and smashed down, targeting the heroes. These octopi were massive. Each tentacle was at least 20 feet long and strong enough to crush a person with a simple squeeze. Now surrounded on all sides and outnumbered, the ninjas and anti-pirates defended themselves from attacks coming from all over. And then the octopi that the captain controlled lifted completely up onto the deck, their sharp beaks snapping and their tentacles whipping about. The three dark blue octopus sent the heroes running for cover. Near the head of the ship, up at the steering wheel, one of the octopi reached out and grabbed baby Landry. The tentacle was so big that you could only really see his little baby legs and arms flailing about. Landry! screamed Boulis, rushing forth to rescue the little baby. Before she could reach him, though, Landry's little hands grabbed the tentacle and the octopi went stiff. Bright white bolts of electricity poured from Landry's hands and crackled all over the sea creature. The lightning snapped and hissed and the eyes of the octopus were shocked wide open. Landry ended his lightning defense and the octopus dropped to the deck and slunk back into the ocean with a splash. As the tentacle-holding Landry went limp, he fell into the arms of Bulis with a giggle. (laughs) Boulisse looked out and saw two other huge octopus and a gang of pirates still fighting the heroes. The ninjas and Evelyn and Bryant were mostly just dashing and dodging out of the way. The attacks of the octopi were too much, and they didn't have the precious seconds they needed to fight back. Bryant summoned as much freezing power as he could muster and showered an octopus in an icy wind. The freezing air and ice covered the octopus tentacles, making them too heavy to lift. The heavy, ice-covered tentacles dropped to the wooden deck of the ship with so many thuds. The octopus body lurched to the side of the boat, and it made its escape by sliding overboard and back into the ocean. The remaining octopus was easily the largest one. It stood behind the captain, swatting in rhythm with the captain's golden sword, the heroes couldn't get any strikes to land with all the flurry of tentacle and blades. Two pirate goons tackled Tatiana, and an octopus tentacle held her down. Another tentacle wrapped up Bulise and she dropped her swords. Nice try, sea rats, growled the captain. But the one thousand will sail again. We own this ocean. Evelyn and Stella looked to each other and nodded, hoping they had the same idea. Before the tentacles wrapped them up as well, They both teleported behind the captain and tackled him. At the same time, a manatee, a hammerhead shark, a lionfish, and four dolphins shot up from the ocean, smashed into the octopus, knocking it overboard. In seconds, the captain was tied up tight, and his henchmen had given up. No one owns the ocean, said Evelyn, and from now on you'll be working to pay back your debt to all these islands. The former pirate captain just grumbled. In the days following these events, most of the 1,000 were rounded up and put to work. The majority of them spent months building back the town they destroyed. And the former captain of the 1,000, whose name was Goldie, stayed right there on Brighton, where the anti-pirates built their island dojo training facilities. In the months following this incident, Goldie turned himself around a bit, he did all of the fishing and gardening for the island dojo training facility in an effort to repay his debt to those he had wronged. Evelyn, Bryant, and Landry trained the island dojo ninjas, and soon islands all over the region were safe from pirate gangs and thieves and rogues. A few months after the defeat of the 1,000, the Valleytown ninjas visited the anti-pirates to check on their progress and offer any assistance. Where's Tatiana? asked Evelyn. Uh, she's off boats for a while, said Stella. More of a landlubber these days. How are things going around here? Great, said Bryant. We've got new ninjas coming in every week, getting them trained up and sending them out on patrols. This area is finally stable. There's my sweet boy, said Boulise in her baby voice as she picked up Landry for some cuddles. Well, we're glad you could take over the island dojo and keep things under control out here, said Ben-Ben. No worries, said Evelyn. And if you ever need any help, don't hesitate to reach out to the anti-pirates. The End Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to the real Evelyn, Bryant, and even Landry for sharing the seeds of this story and helping to make an incredible series. You're awesome. The website is Podcast.com. Send all your drawings and everything to Podcast at gmail.com and find hours and hours of exclusive stories and content at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Adios.